You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, goat flippers? I am your host, Lurk. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast, the number one hardcore and metal-related podcast on all of the internet. On this episode of the show, as you've already seen in the title, we were lucky enough to catch up with Massimiliano Cavalera, a.k.a. Max Cavalera. Chances are, even if you don't know who Max is, you... I don't know how you wouldn't know who Max is, but anyway, chances are if you don't know who Max is, he has been a part of a bunch of bands that you probably have listened to or still listen to. The Brazilian guitar player has lent his abilities to many bands over the years, bands such as Sepultura, Nailbomb, Soulfly, The Cavalera Conspiracy, and most recently his heavy band supergroup called Killer Be Killed, which he does alongside with Ben from Converge, Troy from Mastodon, and Greg from Dillinger Escape Plan. Max has spent over 30 years in the metal world just slaying guitar. His writing and performance credits are almost endless if we go back and look throughout the years. We could spend hours talking about that alone. A few weeks ago, actually, we were able to catch up with Max over Zoom while he was out on tour with Soulfly. If I remember correctly, this was right after Mark Rizzo had left the band and Max had announced that Dino from Fear Factory was taking his place on this tour. One negative downside to doing these Zoom podcasts is that we are at the whim of the internet connection where our guest is at. I warn you to say that Max's audio may be intermittent or slower or a little bit off maybe when you're listening to this because he was, again, on tour in the parking lot of a venue on his tour bus. So internet options are limited, but we did manage to get a full podcast out. And it is really good if you're able to kind of go through those little bumps. Whether this is your first time checking out the show or you're a return listener, if you enjoy the content we're doing here on the Van Flip, please take the time out of your day to go ahead and follow or like us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on. And if you have a couple extra seconds and you want to leave a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Don't forget to visit lambgoat.com for everything hardcore and metal related. Follow Lambgoat on social media. Give us a like on Facebook and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lambgoat. Head over to the Lambgoat YouTube page and you can find all of these podcasts in video format plus other Lambgoat bonus content. While you're there, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the alert bell so you're always notified when new episodes or content is uploaded. And if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. That's L-U-R-K-C-I-T-Y. Oh yeah, what's this? I feel this. Oh yeah, this is uh... Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up? Welcome back to the Van Flip Podcast. Uh, in this episode, we're going to jump the fuck up, you know? So we are sitting here with Max Cavalera of Sepultura, Soulfly, Nail Bomb. Killer be killed. The list goes on as to what his accolades 
add up to. He's been in the business for quite some time. And also, I am joined by Alex, webmaster of Lamb Goat. He has uh, graced us with his presence yet again on this episode of the Van Flip. So first off, Max, thanks for taking the, ta- the time out of your day to chat with us. We have been looking forward to this, and uh, we're glad you're here, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here chatting with you guys. I still got some voice left. I've been, I've been screaming every night. <laughs> yeah, you're on tour but, right uh, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I am, yeah. We're in St. Louis today. Um, oh. It's going great. It's going really, really good. Super excited to be back after two years. Have um, things? It's, it's been a lot of fun. Are things, uh, you know, dramatically different uh, with the pandemic? Have, you know, is it, does it impact the, the routine for you? We have to be very, everybody in the bus have to be very careful um, because of course anybody in the bus gets sick. We have to stop the tour, you know, we don't want to do that. But um, apart from that, it's been pretty great, man. Like the fans are so hungry um, for live music and we're, you know, so um, it's been just really, really an amazing experience. So you guys, yeah. have, you guys are in like a bubble, I would assume, uh, while you're on tour. You guys don't necessarily kind of, you know, venture outside of your core group. You're kind of like maintaining a bubble so you can kind of keep everyone somewhat healthy. We do, yeah. So we try to keep, you know, it's kind of like much as you can. Uh, most of us stays in the bus, like more than ever before. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a, it's interesting, but it, it's, it's been great. Like, I think like the, the shows itself, it's fucking amazing, man. Like uh, you can feel the people are starving for, for metal. They were starving for, um, for music and uh, to be able to give, go there and give back the share and exchange that energy, adrenaline. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's like two years of of. of hmm. Every show is either sold out, closed to sold out. Um, I think people just really want to go out and, and just be part of something uh, exciting. And I don't blame. I had. I had kind of cabin fever myself at home. You know, it's, it was rough, but um, it's just, uh, it, it's just been really great. Like playing the songs and we're playing a new song for, it's going to come out next year. It's got amazing response. Um, we're playing a lot of stuff that people didn't expect it. Um, even stuff like boom and, Unleash. We're doing a little Fear Factory jam because we got Dino with us. So there's a, a little, you know, Fear Factory mm-hmm. jam in the end. It's cool, man. It's just a celebration of metal. Like we all love metal so much. And, and you know, the fact that me and him hooked up, we've been friends for 30 years. Uh, also, this is the 30 year anniversary of Arise. So we throw Arise in the set as well. So it's a big metal party. It's cool. 
Um, people leave the venue with big smiles, like, yeah, you know, I was part of something cool and special. I get that you get that kind of feeling, which is quite quite cool to to be part of it, man. You know, so I'm I'm just excited, and we have like a lot of shows. There's not many days off. We book shows every day, so constantly going, just rolling. But it's pretty exciting. How is it having uh, Dino in in the group? You know, finally after all these years, because obviously he's replacing your guitar player that left. Um, so how has that been on the tour thus far? I know he, he was on the podcast not too long ago, so I, he's kind of a cool dude, but obviously he's like a, a riff master in his own own way as well, so it must be kind of cool to have him on stage with you guys too. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way that we revamp every song with Dino, uh, we, we actually run a fine comb through every song and almost like gave a facelift on every song and make with his sound because we know we had this opportunity you got the, the Fear Factory crunchy sound match with Soulfly sound it's a it's it, it's a perfect match and it's a no brainer that it just got super super more tighter aggressive more aggressive and uh, and he's a shredder man a lot of people that don't know I was surprised I was like damn do you know he really can, he, he, he shreds on top of that too. Oh. Uh, but yeah, just going through every motion, every song, we are kind of like trying to play them back to the original roots of the song. So it was really cool to go back to the first record and all those quirky guitar effects that are on the record. Dino is reproducing all of them. And that's fun. That is a lot of fun because I have, never played this attention to detail on like outros that's like like a minute and a half outro that we re- recreated perfectly sounds just like the record um, apart from that we just got it's just like it's, it's really a set um, there's a lot of bounce groove stuff in the beginning and then there's a lot of fast stuff that behind the eyes uh, carving side Blood fire, and then towards the end we go a little bit back to some of the, the bouncers are like boom and fire. It's fun, man. You know, I, I, it's like he's a he's a great friend. Uh, years that was supposed to happen, and it did happen right now. So I couldn't ask for a better guy to fill in for this tour than Dino. And uh, you know, the the mood in the bus is amazing. It's like everybody. Super excited, super uh, pumped to be back on the road. Now you helped, and, uh, uh, yeah, and it sounds sounds really great. You helped uh, Fear Factory get signed, right? Back in the day. Yeah, you know, like uh, was was kind of cool. Um, there's a, a Dino tells the story better, but he had a cassette <laughs> with Big God on it, and. I loved that cassette and I was listening on my walk, man. I didn't want to give him back. It's like, no, I'm keeping this. <laughs> this fucker's mine. You ain't getting the shit back. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, we kind of like wrestle a little bit. He got the tape out of me. And I was in contact with Monty. And I told Monty, like, you should sign them, man. Like, the, I, even, I think I said, like, they're the future of metal. You know, you're missing out. Fear Factory is the future of metal, you know. So um, I love that whole. I, I, I love his passion 
about riffing is really similar to mine. We can we sit we sit down and we riff for like five hours straight. The the second day he was here in town, it was ridiculous. Like we said, we sat in my house with amps, and we just riff for five hours. Like that's how we talk. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Well, he should really, be. He, I, I love his enthusiasm. He should be doing this tour for free. You know. So, as, right? uh, no, I was just saying he he shouldn't uh, get paid for this. He, he's he's in debt to you for launching, help launching Fear Factory's <laughs> career. It would only be fair that he doesn't get paid, right? Nah, I'm, I'm guessing that wouldn't go over too well. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're, we're just really old. We're we're just really, really old friends, and that love what we do. We call ourselves. It's it's like they, they call it in 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 the metal world lifers. You know we're in this for life. This yeah. is, it's like mafia. It's like the mob. It's mm-hmm. like the mob. You can't get out. Once you're in, you you're in. You can't get out. You <laughs> so you're, you're, out. you're going to keep, you're going to keep <laughs> doing this forever. Is that, is that your plan till your seventies and eighties? You're going to still be doing the metal thing. Or are you going to maybe uh, take up folk or country or something easier on the body? <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. I'm metal to the grave. <laughs> He's passed the torch on too. Obviously, his son, his son, and you know Max and his son do uh, some live stream stuff uh, where they kind of riff with each other as well. Don't do you not? Yeah, yeah. Zion's a drummer. Um, he's been with us now. This is fourth record. Um, he really brings a lot, of, a lot of energy and youth, enthusiasm. Kind of like he has a really cool style of drumming that I had not really seen much out there it's a bit Keith Moonish you know it's really kind of fucking schizophrenic almost like like fucking arms waving bobbing around Um, and he does one thing that I never seen a play with a a drummer before that every night he changes he hits something different on the same part so every night he would he would hit it something in a different way than last night that keeps it fresh and that keeps like, he's not like a robotic drummer that plays everything exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And I love that because that keeps it, that keeps exciting. You know, like I never know what he's going to do um, because he changes every night from the pattern, but he, you know, keeps, keeps on, keeps the beat, but it's really, uh, really exciting to play. And then um, I work really, real close with him on, on the, on this new record. We, like rehearse a lot making the songs and that's you know we're playing one new song it's called Filt Upon Filt and the reaction has been amazing I, I, I was I was hoping they would have dropped the song out uh, before the tour so people could hear be more familiarized but I guess they're still working on on some of the record stuff but um, yeah it's a it's a great vibe being out here playing and, and like, like you kind of like to say, like passing the torch, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not getting ready to retire or anything. <laughs> um, I love what I do, man. I, I would, I'll be, I'll be without knowing what to do. If I, if I retire, it'd be like misery. It'd be like, <laughs> you know, so I, I gotta keep doing what I do. It's, what do you, it's in the blood. What do you think if you hadn't gone down the metal road, uh, you know, what do you think Max Cavalera at age, you know, your age would be doing if not a metal musician? Is that something you can even ponder? I, 
Yeah, I mean, I like driving a lot. So maybe a, a, a bus driver, truck driver uh, would have been an option. I like driving a lot. I'm not I'm not that good, but I'm not that bad. I think I'm, I'm an okay driver. Um, I like also, um, I like painting a lot. You know, so that's like kind of like my hobby. Like I paint a lot of drum heads mm-hmm. uh, on tour. You live in... I don't know, but I think... uh, I live in Arizona, yeah. Yeah, so I guess you have a lot of nice landscapes for for art. Uh, You've been in Arizona for, what, since the early 90s. How did you end up there? So all the the Sepultura crew were based in, in Phoenix. You know, so every time we finish a tour, I almost... Almost all the time, we all would go back to Phoenix and we hang out there for a week and then go back to Brazil. And more and more I hang out there, more I like it. And uh, of course, I got uh, hooked up with Gloria and then I started staying in her house. Um, and then, uh, you know, I decided to move in and it was time to get out of Brazil. So I moved in with her. Um, which was, which was really great because uh, we wanted to kind of start a family. You know, my, my dream was always create this very organic, natural uh, metal family. That's for real. That everybody loves the metal and everybody works for, for metal for the same goal. Um, so we started real early. Um, you know, we had our kids... Um, Zion and, e- and Igor um, around 95 and uh, 95, 97 and uh, she has also had other kids that I had adopted them and uh, so it was a full house and it was great because it became the dream came true it's kind of a cool name right Full Metal House <laughs> <laughs> Full metal family, Sitcom. full metal house, full metal family. It's gonna yeah. be like a, it's it's yeah. kind of like the Partridge but, Family, but the metal version. Is that what you're trying to get at? I'd yeah, the, the full metal house. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, man, it's cool. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. We have an extended large family, and uh, end up. Uh, doing something like we go on tour Richie he sings for inside he's selling shirts on this tour for us um I also did another project with uh, you guys reviewed it go ahead and die with my other son Igor um that record was a lot of fun we did that during the pandemic you know so I tried to do a little little bit with every um every different person but um yeah, it's kind of like the two, two dreams that I had was uh, creating a, a family, a metal family that everybody was involved in the metal. Um, and then also leave for music because I love music, you know, just leave for the for the passion, just leave for for what you love. Um, and, and and everything that you do is connected to, to metal, to music. And that's why I have so many projects and stuff. I love, I love the sharing the metal with other guys. You know, I have Killer BQ, Go Ahead and Die, um, Soulfly, 
Cavalera with my brother. It's fun to go to one to the other. Very different, different people involved. Um, keeps it really exciting and, and really uh, for me, it's, it's just a lot of fun to go from project to project. Um, I get I prepare for them, and uh, and it's uh, in a way as also it's, it's very inspiring because you learn so much from playing all the musicians that you bring all that knowledge into whatever you're doing. Like my main band is Soulfly, so I bring all the knowledge that I get from Killer BQ, from Cavalera, from Go Ahead and Die. I bring all that into Soulfly, and so it works out pretty good. Yeah, it seems like you would have a lot of other influences <clears throat> that you can be exposed to by working with these other people as well. I mean, obviously you linked up with a bunch of people from other bands that are already well-established and like Kill or Be Killed and such. But um, how? What is if you had to choose out of all your projects, and I'm sure this changes over time, but like, what's your favorite project to work on? Um, man, that's a hard, that's like choosing one of your kids. You're going to piss that's why, yeah, that's off. That's what I was saying, you know, it, it probably <laughs> changes with time and over the years, but you know. It, it does. I mean, uh, I like the vibe in Killer BQ a lot because it's, it's, a, it's kind of a cool, you know, see each other. But when you see each other, it's really excited, like, oh, oh, oh man, you know, like, it's been six months. Let's let's do something. And the records are created, capturing this energy that is formed when the four of us are together. It's mm-hmm. like we, we just go in a room and create and record. Um, and But I also really love um, getting ready for... Uh, Get ready for tours like the Soulfly tour, like this one especially. Um, I, I think I was saying the other day, I have never been this excited to be going on tour since my Brazilian days, man. You know, like when we used to like we're going on tour in Europe, you know, for the first time, and I was like super fired up. Oh my god, we're going to Europe, you know. Um, and then the pandemic did that to us, made us nuts, like right. When this tour was announced, I was like counting the days, like I cannot wait, you know. So I was super excited to, to get back uh, on the road, and, and then you know, with the changes and having Dino, uh, we all went down there and practiced and rehearsed, and the songs got new life, you know. It was like new blood injected into Soulfly. Um, that's also um, a lot of fun, uh, and, and you know. Go ahead and die was just this thing I want to do with my son. Even if nobody liked the record, if the whole world hated the record, I was still okay with it because I just want to do a, an album with, with my kid. You know, right. It's one of those father and son things. You know, so, it, Some father and son build Legos. Some of them go camping. We made a metal record, a, a crusty caveman riff metal record. There you go. Um, so that was, a, that, was a, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, all of them have their different little things about it that make them special. And of that's course. why for me to go from one to the other is so much fun. Speaking of Kill or Be Killed, do you, you guys haven't really had the chance to support that record that came out uh, this past year or so. Um, do you guys plan on doing anything together as a group? Because I know like Greg is doing some things with Jerry Cantrell. You're doing the Soulfly uh, tour right now. So, you know, do you have any plans to maybe do a couple dates or, 
Is that just on the shelf right now because everyone's busy? Yeah, right now we're just waiting, uh, even kind of like waiting to see how the world opens up and goes back to normal. But I think next year, for sure, we have this, hopefully the whole year in front of us, open with all kinds of possibilities. And all those things would be great to, if, if you were able to materialize and make it into something real, like a, a real tour. Um, and, you know, we already got announced on the Maryland Death Fest with my brother playing uh, Beneath the Remains and Arise. Um, and that's super exciting. I, I like that a lot. I, I think that's going to be cool because we're probably going to do a little tour around that time. But yeah, maybe maybe uh, in, in maybe in the summer or in the fall, we can get something going with KBK. It'd be cool. I would love that. Yeah. That would be cool, um, you know, because I know you guys don't necessarily have a lot of especially time. Amer- especially America. Right, right, right. And you don't, you yeah, guys haven't had a lot of time together in general. We only play Australia, and it was amazing. It was like fucking out of this world. So much fun. We all felt like like kids in a candy store. It was great, you know. It was like, um, so we're like, I want to, you want to feel that again. You really want to go back to that feeling, you know. Um and I think especially in America, I think a lot of people like the record. I, I personally thought Reluctant Hero, to me, was a little bit better than the first one. It was more evolved, was more well thought out um, and planned. And uh, now with two record, we can make a, a, actually a real cool set list. Headline run, you know, I think, uh, I think in the U.S. that would have been great. I really would have loved that. Mm-hmm. Now, how often? So how that's often, next year. How often do you get back? Do you still do you visit Brazil ever? Good question. I was, was going to ask that too. Uh, yeah, my mom is down there, and a lot of friends and stuff. And I go there every. When we were touring regularly, it was at least once every two years, because. Um, we have massive fans down there. It's real massive, you know. It's it's, it's, it's killer. Yeah, are you are you like, like you're like Tom Cruise when you walk around Brazil, or? <laughs> yeah, right. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like uh, I don't know, man. It, it's it's like it's weird. It's 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 a real um, complicated kind of uh, relationship with Brazil. Um, but the one thing that that you cannot deny is the passion and and the respect that they have for everything I did for the country and bringing out records like Roots and uh, and Soulfly with the percussion. Not just Brazil, but all Central South America, Central America. They all really. Um, respect that they all really give um, you know they love that they love that they show it a um, couple of times I think it was like two years ago three years ago uh, we went down there and uh, it was a Soulfly show and the Soulfly show was booked by the fans the fans wanted the show so they made signature 
kind of like how you get sometimes people to do signatures like and then petition? They give it to a petition and they give it to the mayor. They did that. It was fucking incredible. And I was like, what's what's going on here? It's like, yep, they did it. You're all your fans in Sao Paulo sign up to bring Soulfly to Sao Paulo. And uh, and we got booked and it was an incredible show. Incredible, amazing. What an what an experience. And knowing that every single person, um, there was like you know, four thousand people, every one person that was so connected. And wanted to be there. And it was like, it came from them. It was not your typical, I'll pay the band, the band comes. It came from the fans. That was really special. That was cool. Yeah, I would see, I would assume like you and your brother are like the biggest, not even metal people, but just like alternative, uh, like non-pop stars down there, right? Like you, you guys are the biggest to come out of Brazil for the most part, I would assume, right? Yeah, when when I go there with him, it's actually kind of it's it's insane. Like you get like you know little Beatlemania type thing. The <laughs> airport with like fans with banners, you know, flags. Yeah. Um, people chasing the van, like especially Argentina. They do that in Argentina and Chile. They chase the van on their motorbikes, and I'm like scared shitless. This guy's gonna get on a rat. I'm like, it's gonna crash. Yeah. I'm gonna and I'm gonna see something terrible. Don't. Don't do that. Just go slow. I'll give you, you know, we'll sign your shit. We'll take your picture in the hotel, man. Please don't die. You know, that, that kind of situation. Uh, <clears throat> those, it's, but it's cool. Like, um, it's almost like this kind of stuff. As you get older, it's like we, we reach a peak when, like, when we were doing roots that we were pretty popular, especially in, like, South America. But also... In, the, in, the, in Europe or playing big places. And then I started Soulfly. We went back to a lot of the shitholes in a lot of the small clubs. And um, so after all these years, you don't really expect that you're going to get the same things that happened in, in 1989, 90. Fans in the airport and all that crazy. And all of a sudden you get hit with that again after 30 years. Mm. It's a trip, man. You know, It's like... Somebody yeah. put me in a time tunnel. Somebody put me in, and it's 1989 all over again. <laughs> well, I can uh, still. It's, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. I, I love the fans. I mean, I remember how much buzz there was about Sepultura in America. You know, when I was a, a teenager, and MTV was on board. You know, you see Dave Grohl on the screen uh, talking about how much you know this new band Sepultura was going to blow people away, and and then. You know, just I'll, I dive down that rabbit hole on YouTube sometimes where I'll watch you guys download or wherever. And it's just, it's amazing. I mean, just thousands and thousands of fans that at that time for an extreme metal band, whatever kind of metal you want to call it, especially for a group that wasn't American, mm-hmm. because some Americans can be a bit elitist. Um, it was very cool. And, uh, I think I first saw you guys in uh, when I was a teenager at the Trocadero in Philadelphia. I think it was the Chaos AD tour, and uh, Fudge Tunnel was opening. Wow, Fear Factory was there. See, I don't remember Fear Factory. I, I feel like it was Fudge Tunnel then Sepultura, but uh, yeah, it, clutch, it doesn't matter. Clutch in Fear Factory. 
Okay. All I know. Yeah, man. You know, um, it's. I was just going to say, uh, you know, I've gone to a ton of shows over the years. And whenever people ask me the roughest show I was ever at, it was that Trocadero Sepultura show. Like, I literally went to the bathroom at one point and there was like a mini mosh pit in the bathroom. And <laughs> yeah, I never great, forgot man. that shit. <laughs> Have you, uh, speaking of Fudge Tunnel um, and your. Uh, your nail bomb comrade, Alex Newport. I haven't heard anything. What's he up to these days? Have you talk to him anymore? A little bit. We keep in touch uh, through Gloria. Gloria has a lot of, um, you know, Facebook friends. And um, she always tells me that he says hi. And, and uh, you know, um, personally, I have not talked to Alex in a while. Um, last time, I talked to him was a couple of years ago when I asked him the permission to play Nail Bomb. I wanted to go on tour playing those songs. And uh, he said, yeah, of course, go ahead, have fun. <laughs> I'm not up to, I'm not doing it. I'm done with that shit. You go ahead and have fun with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're playing Nail Bomb on this tour. Like I said, this is, this tour is almost like a, a little celebration of of this thirty five years in metal <clears throat> because you have two guys like me and Dino that's been through all the trenches. We've been put to the grinder, man, you know, and come out on the other side. So we're celebrating that that survival, survival of the fittest. You know, it's like that. How do you remember? Sur- how do you remember all those lyrics, man? I, I think I need a teleprompter or something. I'm still old school. Sometimes I write it down and I give to my roadie and put in front of me. Uh, that was the case with Unleash. I don't remember the lyrics of Unleash. And um, what was the other one? Um, I had the, we're doing a new, new version of Jump the Fuck Up where we play uh, more parts. So we played the whole ending of it that Corey sings. I'm a self-destructed piece of shit. Smear me in. I don't want you a goddamn thing. This life has never had a swing. I don't want to be a more a legend of anything. Because the longer I'm around, the better off you'll be. Get ready for epitome. Come on, epitome. Would you kill me if I say please? Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> so that one I kind of remember. <laughs> Which are great. Those are great Corey lyrics, by the way. Amazing. Yeah, those are some early, those are some early Corey lyrics there too. That was way back in the day before they got super yeah. super popular. Yeah, I love I love the opening line. I'm a self destructive piece of shit. It's like yes, it's like that's just that's just like don't fuck with me, motherfucker. <laughs> do you still yeah, keep I think a up? lot of us feel that way? Do you still keep up with uh, Do you still keep up with right? like, Corey it's great. and everybody? It's great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're still friends. I mean, we're always we see each other in festivals most of the time now. It's always on festivals. We see all mostly all the all all the guys in other bands like that. Um, I did a podcast for uh, for Clown the other day. It was a couple months ago. The Electric Theater right, that right. was really cool. We, we got to we got to shoot the shit. It was really good memories. We talk a lot about the early days. Um, yeah, I mean, that collaboration, Jump the Fuck Up, is still one of my favorite tracks, collaboration tracks. 
it's kind of wild because I didn't knew where Corey was going to sing. So I had the whole track done, the music, but we never talk about where we're going to sing the parts. And I went to his sound check. They were playing in Phoenix and I kidnapped him from his sound check. You're not sound check tonight. You come into the studio, you come recording with me. So my friend had this piece of shit beat up car. We drove car, you know, Corey's probably thinking, what the fuck am I signed up to? This, these motherfuckers are crazy. And we go to the studio and the, the producer just, just press record and we start singing our parts. And if naturally everybody got their own part, perfect. It was, it was pretty wild, man. It's like, seems like, was a lot more elaborate. It would have taken a long time to figure out who's singing where, but it didn't. It was like, right. I don't know, everything was on the fly. Like right there live, one of my coolest memories was listening to the playback of what we just got done singing. Corey and me are in the room, and he's like headbanging and jumping in the room, going fucking nuts. And I was like, this is fucking cool, man. This is why we do this. This is why metal is so cool. Because, because, you know, I don't know. Like sometimes you go steal, like like a, maybe like a, a pop artist collaboration, and just you know they sing their part and just like yeah, whatever, I'm done with this. And not this. This is like yeah, this yeah. is so cool. Head banging and screaming and hugging, high fiving. Like yeah, we did it. It's gonna be a sick track. You know, a lot more feeling that involved. Kind, that kind of that kind of feeling, you know. I think the producer even says something like, "Oh, stop sucking each other. Wait till the record comes out." So they were like, "Shut up, man. Let us enjoy our fucking moment, motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> Speak, speaking of that that record, I uh, Sean Lennon appeared. Or you and you and Sean did a track, if I recall correctly. How how on earth did you uh, hook up with him? And that was crazy. So we were on our way to Australia for the big day out festival. And <clears throat> I look at my side on the airplane, there's Sean sitting. And I was like, oh, shit, you're Sean Lennon. <laughs> and he goes, yep, you're Max Cavalera. And I was like, yep, we got 15 hours of sitting across each other, you know. So we start wow. shooting, we start shooting the shit, you know, talking about, you know, music. He loved um, his first Soul Flight. Told me that record was one of his favorite records, and wow. he loves a lot of Brazilian music. So we talk a lot about Brazilian mutantes and uh, Georgie Benjor. A lot of a lot of Brazilian percussion, and and then when we get to Australia, we're sharing the same dressing room, right next to each other again. It's like. This got to be, you know, space, the world man. is telling me something. I better listen. Yeah, it's fake. Yeah. It's like, so I, so, so, I, so I invited him. I said, come on, you want to, I'm working on a new Soul Flight record. You want to, you like to be part of it? We can do something very different, very out of the box, you know? So, yeah, he came to Phoenix for like a week. We work on the track. It's kind of cool. It's like Beatles meets <laughs> Sepultura. It's so fly, you know. It's like one of those 
how you how you figure this is gonna come out? I don't know. Let's just let's just do it. See what happens. But it's cool. It's like an amazing track. I love the piano he put in the end. You know, he, he played the Rhodes piano. It's like a really beautiful piece. You know, I love that. Yeah, no, that was definitely cool. I remember, you know, when that album came out, looking at the liner notes and just because I was, a, you know, in addition to being a Sepultura and a Soulfly fan, I was a big Beatles fan. And I was just like, oh, shit, Sean Lennon, a Soulfly record. That doesn't make sense. But it did. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. that was so that was cool. My wife was a big, big. Uh, she was a big, big Beatles fan. I myself was not really that much into Beatles. I so feel you. I feel you, Max. I'm not was, into them either. It, <laughs> uh, whatever. So I was like, I was like, but 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 I was like, I was like, this is really cool. Like this guy's son of a fucking legend. You know, he's a yeah. real legend. Like, um, but he's a humble, super humble guy. He didn't want to stay in a hotel. He's like, can I stay in your house? You know, it's like, yeah, if you don't mind the noise and kids and, <laughs> you know, the whole madness that goes around my house, if you don't care about that, you can stay at our place, you know. So we got to hang out a lot. We, we play a lot of foosball. I have foosball tables. And he kicked all of our asses. He kicked really? everybody. I was, yeah. I was the champion until Sean came to town. Then he took my crown. See, I, I, ne- I never never would have guessed that Sean Lennon would beat a Brazilian at foosball. Dude, made me look bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's really good. Like, wow. he should be he should be in the Olympics. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. But you know, yeah, in primitive, that was a song that we we recorded the sound of the foosball. <laughs> right. No, no Nobody knows what that is, so you got to go back and listen to. It. But I think it's it's in it's in the end of the track. I think it's Mulambo. So you just hear I think like, clack the ball goes, it hits the wall, and somebody just it laughs. No, I'm, gonna that's re- like, I'm gonna revisit that. That's yeah. A Sean, yeah, that's a Sean Lennon go. He just made a go, uh, and we <laughs> recorded. We right, we had like we had the camera filming. I took right out the camera. Like, we gotta put that on the record. That's a cool. I love. I love doing shit like that. On the new Soulfly, I have a new. We have a new baby in the family, and she's like only like one year old, but she did this growl like a very primitive, like a little lion. And I was like recording. I was like, "Can she do that again?" And and the dad was like poking her, and she did it. It's like. I'm putting that on a record. That's fucking oh, cool. Why not? Plus, plus, you know, 20 years from now, she'll look back on that and be, I mean, your Zion, his heartbeat is on, you know, the beginning of Chaos AD, right? That's like, you hear that freaking heartbeat and it's so iconic. And that just must be like kind of a, a trip for him, you know, now that he's uh, yeah. an adult. Yeah, I heard somewhere, I don't know if it's true or not, but Somebody said that he's like the, the youngest recorded person because he's in the inside the right. womb. Right. He hasn't even come out in the world yet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's making his presence felt. Uh, but no, that was cool. I was in the doctor's office with headphones, microphones, death machine, bugging everybody, the nurse trying to kick me out. Man, we got to deliver a baby here, man. Get the, <laughs> get, get the hell out of here. 
It's like, I got to record this sound. Lady, you don't understand. This is a big record. <laughs> this is one. Of, this is going to be in a real big metal record. That's right. Millions of people are going to hear this, recording lady. And, uh, yeah, lady. So, chill. Let me record these and I'm out of here. You can deliver the baby. <laughs> uh, that man, that, I still hear that heartbeat today. And it's just like, uh, to me, it's just like such an iconic metal metal moment i hope i hope uh you gave him a songwriting credit on that one <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't I, I gotta revisit that but we are playing refuse on this tour we and we are actually using the roy mayorga chaos bc remix i don't know if you guys are familiar with that but roy mayorga so fly old drummer right made a really cool like voodoo drums percussion intro it was called chaos bc and uh and it's killer and it's, i love it it's really really uh sets the vibe and we put it right in the middle of the set and uh it's 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 pretty cool um because like i said the set we're playing right now is a celebration of 35 years in metal so we're playing everything from all the soul flight classics fear factory Arise, refuse, nail bomb. You know, it's just nice. come come party with us. Come celebrate metal and the fact that you're alive. We are alive. Celebrate that. You know, it's it's yeah. true. It's like it's a true feeling, man. Amazing feeling to be. We got through this. We're going through this. We're going through it together, you know. Um and I and I it's because uh, there's so many different fans in the audience. You got all these like older guys I can see under they seen me before and uh, 30 years ago, you know, and they're there still bobbing their head like, yep, still feeling it. And then you get this, all these young kids, sometimes eight years old, nine years old, man, right in the front row singing the lyrics. Yeah, weren't even born when those records came out. It's the that's circle of cool. I circle of I metal the, life. <clears throat> yeah, the generation gap is huge. We got sixty-year-old fan, sixty-year-old fan in the same room. Yeah, pretty wild, you know. Awesome. But uh, it's fantastic, man. It's amazing. Yeah, it's probably a lot of people that are older that are bringing their kids to the shows in general because you know they're probably still listening to you know, one of your projects, if not multiple projects, still to this day, just like, you know, Alex, I'm sure, plays Sepultura or Soulfly in the house, and the kids are reluctantly listening to it as well, you know, but uh, I'm sure they tag along, yeah. I don't know how they, I don't know how they feel about it, they haven't really come around to appreciate a whole lot of metal, but I I know I've played (laughs) a lot of Sepultura and um, some Soulfly around here. Yeah, sometimes funny, like, when you meet the dad and the son, and I can tell the son is be more Soulfly fan, the dad's a Sepultura fan, and, and they're trying to tell each other which one is better. <laughs> the dad, oh, no, no, Sepultura with Max is much better. And they're like, nah, man, Soulfly with Max is the shit. <laughs> yeah. What, what is your favorite? And, and, and I just go, you know how you both wrong? They both suck. <laughs> yeah, it's easy for, that's, yeah, that's a good approach for the artist or the person that I, creates the I'm, art. I make fun of 
hate myself all the time, man. I love. I, I just don't give a shit. Yeah, you I have to. You have to be shit. fun. You have to have fun with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to. You have to. Otherwise, you quit. Quit because this business they grind you. The comments yeah. are fucking heartless, man. Heartless. They have. They got. You know, they go in your stone. Like squeeze, so there's nothing left. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're definitely like, used to that. To be, you you have to make fun of it. You have to just fucking ignore it. Make fun of it. Whatever. Um. Just like I said, I'm I'm celebrating the fact that I'm alive, playing with great people that I love and respect, and and uh, I'm still doing it. You know, at at 52. So, um. Yep. Just be be happy. Don't take it for granted. You know what I'm saying? What is the, what would, what is your, fir- like, what's your favorite time that you, cause you've done this for 30 plus years. What is your favorite time that you've spent in any of the projects? Like, was it the time when, you know, cause you've lived through so many different, um, I don't know, like you've, you've lived through the new metal phase. You've lived through, you know, the birth of like death metal and all that stuff. And you, you, you guys bring such a different kind of sound in general to metal as well. Like, and again, Killer Be Killed is different than all those other projects. So, what is your favorite time that you've spent in a group, or a, you know, whenever an if era? You, if you could set your time machine, you know, yeah. where are you setting it to? Or is it current day? You never know. Maybe you enjoy, you know, how it is now compared to back then. I don't know. But what is it? Everybody, everybody wants a body in their twenties. You know, <laughs> getting old yeah. sucks. Yeah, I mean, to me, um, I. Like, honestly, I really love the, the place I am right now because it's kind of like it's really I'm, I'm really free to do whatever the fuck I want. Um, almost like by the way that I behaved through the years with making all these projects, it's a bit like Mike Patton. You know, it's kind of like you kind of come to expect that from people like me and Mike that it's not so hard. When we do a new project, we don't, it's not shocking. Like, it's like it's expected. So I, I feel that I have one foot in the past. I love all the old projects. Sepultura, I'm super proud of those records. They're amazing records. Even the fucked up ones like Special Devastation, Morbid Fusions, Out of Tune, Super Punk, Black Metal. And then um, I got one foot in the future, you know, with Go Ahead and Die, Killer BQ, Soulfly Tours. So I, I like best of both worlds. But as far as having fun with a project, Nail Bomb, hands out, Nail Bomb. It was like the most I don't give a fuck about anything record I ever made. Nobody knew you were doing the record. Nobody cared. There was no pressure at all. Like, not, not 1% of pressure. Nothing, man. And we did it all in our in, 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 in our house. Alex bought a sampler. We just really do it yourself kind of thing. Like, like two guys in the room just going nuts mm. from morning to night, making noise and really angry lyrics. We used to call this project a thousand percent hate. <laughs> yeah. It was the... It was the hate project. Uh, well, that was clear from the album cover. That was just a, a you know, just a angry, um, you know, record. 
Yeah, that record holds up today still. You, you, you get the lyrics, like if you listen to 24-hour bullshit, or if you listen to religious cancer, or world of shit, all around us right now. Yeah. <laughs> the, the album is perfect. It's like, it's, it's as, it has aged like good wine. Perfectly. Um, but it was like the most fun I had making a record because, you know, a lot of times people don't know, but it was stressful as fuck to make Chaos AD. Um, you know, because we were trying to do something outside the box. You know, we already did all those fat songs and we got to do something different. What else can we do? So we slow everything down. We were borrowing from a lot of New York hardcore breakdowns. And I didn't have a name for the record to the last sec. The record was going to be called Propaganda. And on the last second, like, I don't have a name. I don't have a name. And it's like, Chaos AD. That's it. Like, you don't have, this is this, you give me a name right now or it's going to be called Propaganda, you know. And thankful enough, I came out with Chaos AD, which is a better name. But, yeah. but you know, that record was stressful to make. Roots was stress, stressful to make. We're going all new territories, going to the tribe. It was fun, but it was stressful. So Fly One, I should have had a heart attack making that record. Honestly, I should have been in a hospital. Like, there's no way a normal person can go through that and, and be okay with it, you know? So much frustration and anxiety making that record. It's like my head's about to fucking explode. But I did it all with, you know, you, you got to do it with what you got, what you have in front of you. You grab all the pieces you got and almost like an army of, of, of uh, lost toys or mutants, you know. <laughs> so I had all this, I had all these guys, Marcelo, Roy, Lucio, I can't like, imagine I, I the uh, the pressure you were under. Uh, yeah, you know the like, expectations like I, for that. It's like I know how different we are from Sepultura, but we got something here that's very special too. So let's let's roll on that. Let's bank on that, and that's why that first record was very stressful. So for me, when I talk about nail bomb, it's the least no pressure. I went I went in the studio, got drunk every day because I was having so much fun. And I just got fucked up and recorded shit like, feels good to be a punk loser. You know, <laughs> it was, it was amazing. You know, I, it, was, it was a serious album, you know, the riffs and the music's all serious, but that was not 1% fucks given for the record. Mm. If, if, if people like it or don't like it, or even if nobody even knew it's going to come out, no expectations, zero expectations. Like, we don't care. We're just going to put it out. Whatever happens, happens. And uh, maybe that's why it's such a good record, because you didn't have any expectation. Yeah, probably. So you, you're you on the road with Dino, obviously. Um, and you you said previously, like, you guys can just speak to each other through riffing and everything. And uh, so does that necessarily mean that we may see, like, a Dino-Max collaborative effort on on record at some point because if you guys you know 
if you guys have that relationship and that uh, functionality between each other where you guys can you know feed off each other, it doesn't seem like it would take much to you know create another Max Cavalera project. Uh, yeah. Um, right now, we're just really concentrated on the tour, and I'm not really thinking. But there is definitely uh, what I what, what I, how do I say this? There's definitely a possibility of of something more um, coming from this uh, unifying situation than just the tours, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know. Like I said, the record is. It's still in the making right now. It, it's like we're still dealing with trying to find artwork and finalizing some songs. Um, so there's always a possibility of hopefully we have some songs with him. On the, I don't know. Like I, I hate to, to say something and then that doesn't happen. And right. then everybody's going to be like, like let down. Oh, shit, that didn't happen, you know. Um, so I prefer to just let the tour um, go, go, go in scores, and we see after after the tour what happens, you know. Like, but definitely, my bond, my metal bond with Dino is special. It's very cool, man. Like he played, we, he played just on, he played on Eye for an Eye, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is crazy. Like the first song I record after Sepultura, but we're not counting Head Up. Head up was in the Deftones. Deftones, yeah. Um, so the first song um, that I recorded for Soulfly is Eye for an Eye, which is tuned to G, which is very low. Mm. And Dino Still my favorite simple, or, uh, Soulfly song. That, right? that song, when I heard that, I was so freaking heavy. I was like, yeah. There's something, there's something really, it again. Yeah, there's something really primal about that song. It comes from you know, comes from, from, from the inside. It's not, uh, it's not a technical song. In fact, I think you can play with one string. If you're, if you're in a deserted Island, you got one string in your instrument. You can play eye for an eye. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I think you can play smoke on the water too. So uh, <laughs> uh, those are, the, those are the great songs. That's the simple walk. You know, you can play walk. But yeah, there's something really satisfying about the simplicity of that song and the fact that Dino plays on it. And he also played on 24-Hour Bullshit, which was on Nail Bomb. So our paths was always crossing, man. Always, like, he was always around, you know. So when this thing happened, um, yeah, he was like, it was, it was, it was cool to call him. He, he accepted without even blinking, and uh, we went right into, into working. But the connection that we, when we sat down with the guitars, like I said, for five hours just riffing, it made, amazing. I, you know, I haven't had that in, in a long time. So that, that felt really, really good. Right. So go ahead. If you're going to say something, Alex, I didn't want to cut you no, off. No, I just wanted to be respectful of Max's time here because we're coming up on an, uh, an hour. Sure. He's probably got a full press day, I'm guessing. I have one more question then. But, so we can, it's not music based or anything like that, but I got one more question. Max, <clears throat> how does someone from Brazil who lives in Arizona, and I can see on your wrist, you have a Detroit Lions armband on your wrist. How does one connect with, <laughs> with the Detroit Lions? 
Great question. <laughs> I, I don't have an answer for that. No. Um, well, I grew up like, um, you know, Brazilian soccer. That was my favorite sport. Until one, one day I watched a football game with Gloria's father, Bill. And it was a really good game. I forgot what it was. It was Cardinals and Green Bay. <clears throat> we went to the stadium together. And that changed my life. I was like, I love this sport. This sport is great. I'm, oh, my God, this is amazing. You know, like, I, I think I even said, this is better than soccer. This, oh. this is more exciting, more, more violent. A lot of Brazilian yeah. fans are going to be real mad at yeah, me. Yeah, we, we, we're going to trigger uh, some people now. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, like, it's like I had to pick a team for my team. And I, li- I love the Cardinals. But I got to get my own. I have to have my own team. So I'm a Leo. My, my bird sign is a Leo. is a lion. Detroit Lions. Let's go with them. And I remember Gloria telling me, oh, you're going to get rich and lose. You yeah. better yeah. You, 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 you better enjoy <laughs> losing because you're going to lose a lot. Yeah. I say, ah, whatever. I, li- I like the underdog mentality. Yeah, not but, a lot of winning uh, yeah, for that team, losing. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my team, my team, uh, my team st- also loses. Still losing. Yeah, my team loses a, mu- a bunch too. I, I'm uh, I'm located in North Florida, so the Jaguars are my team, and uh, you know we've had a a rough twenty twenty plus years. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I just love the sport, man. I love the. I think it's a. I think football is a very metal uh, sport with the hitting and. You know, like even even like the music. I think I, I feel a lot of players like metal. If I was going to go play a football game, I listen to some Napalm Death and then yeah. go play football. Yeah, hell um, yeah. You know, I I, lo- I love the sport, and I'm I'm a big Lions fan. Uh, I've been to the stadium. I've been to Ford Field. I did a tour there, and I'm looking forward to you know the the. This season, football season is going to be great. We're going to watch some games on the road and uh, watch the rest from home. But it's going to be awesome. Nice. Well, we appreciate your time, Max. Uh, I know you're on, like like Alex said, you're on the road right now, so you probably have some other things to do uh, throughout the day. So we're going to cut you loose here. But Go eat some ribs. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, barbecue, some ribs, Thank some you. other things. <laughs> you know. uh, go, go see the art. Yeah, St. Yeah. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. Thank, it, was, it was fun thank shooting you, the Max. shit with y'all. Thanks for uh, you know, thirty-five years of kick-ass music, and I, I hope we got another thirty or so coming our way. Appreciate it, man. Thank, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support. I'll see you guys. Stay safe too, all right? You as well. We'll see you, you soon, too. man. Take care. Yeah, take care, man. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.